The scripture is going to be taken from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he has answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor, to love one's neighbor as oneself, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. There was a lot of work done today to make today a success. I don't know how many of you realize, but there were a number of adults and a whole lot of kids that stayed after uh, Sunday morning worship services to review and to spend about the next three hours reviewing their Bible Bowl stuff and really helping these kids to uh, test them and see where they uh, are lacking and test them and see what they've got down really well. Uh, on behalf of uh, Brandon Martin and uh, Rebecca, Thank you so much for all that you've done, and thank you especially to Brandon and Rebecca for uh, doing what they did and organizing this uh, activity and really working really, really hard to do and make sure that uh, our kids are well prepared for Bible Bowl. We are blessed to have you both uh, as hard workers here in so many different areas in this congregation. We appreciate you all so much, and certainly for all the adults that are a little bit, uh, well, a little bit uh, closed-eyed, you know, a little bit war weary, I don't know what the term is, tired, I guess, is a great, great, uh, great word to talk about it. We're thankful for you and for your dedication, for your time that you've devoted to our kids today. We're not far from the kingdom of heaven when we understand that the greatest thing that we could possibly do is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and also to love our neighbor as ourselves. The word love has to do with putting others' best interest at heart, a love that sacrifices, a love that gives, and a love that takes our needs and sublimates them to put them underneath the needs of somebody else. That's by and far away the number of times in the Greek New Testament that that word is used. It's referring to that kind of sacrificial love, the love that's going to give self at the expense or uh, give to others at the expense of self. We call it agape love, agape love. And we are talking about the greatest commands this evening, but we're also going to sing the greatest commands this evening. And to my knowledge, this is not a song that, uh, at least in the last five 
there are about years that I've been here that we have sung here at Graber Road, but we're going to sing it this evening. We're going to learn it this evening, but we're going to learn the the theological message behind this song because every single one of the parts, one, two, three, and four, alto, bass, tenor, and soprano, all come directly from the pages of Scripture and are all about us either loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength or loving our neighbor as ourselves. This may surprise you. I know that a number of you have sung this song before and realized that um, it's been around for a little while. I didn't realize how long it had been around. It's going to turn 50 years old next year. Did you know that? It was written in 1973, and it was written by a lady that, uh, that wrote it at that time, and we didn't start singing. I didn't start singing until about the mid-90s. Uh, I was introduced to the song and fell in love with it really, really quickly. But the question we ask this evening and starting off and really looking at the greatest commands is what is it about the great commands that make them so great? And that's really the, uh, the point that we want to take and we're going to have four different points this evening and the lesson will be yours. The very first one that makes the greatest commands great is that it deals with the greatest connection. The greatest connection. Turn in your Bible please to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. The alto part which begins this song is the part that comes directly from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, where it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. When he's talking here in this context, he's talking about somebody who continues to do what he says that he's doing. For example, beloved, let us continue to love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who continues to love is born of God and knows God. He who does not continue to love does not know God, for God is love. Notice this, that our connection to God is largely dependent upon our relationship and how we love other people. Let me say that again. Your connection to God and your knowledge of him is largely based upon how you spend time loving, putting their needs ahead of your own, other people. And notice that is a major theme of the book of John, or 1 John rather. 1 John chapter 2, verses 7 through 11, John says a number of things that have to do with our brethren. Verses 7 through 11, he says, Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you've heard from the beginning. The old commandment which is the word which you've heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in, uh, in him and in you because the darkness is passing away. Verse 9, he who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in the darkness until now. Verse 10, he who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. John says there is a connection between how we love God and how we especially treat our brethren. If we mistreat our brothers and sisters in Christ, how can we say that we abide in God? How can we say that we love God? If we don't continue to love them, we are not connected, John says, to God. Another passage, look over in chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Whoever has this world's good and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let's not love in word or tongue, but in deed and truth. Look at the end of chapter 4. The end of chapter 4, verse 20. If somebody says, I love God and hates his brother, 
he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? This is the commandment we have of him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Loving God and loving our brethren is not mutually exclusive. In fact, they are so closely dependent upon uh, each other that you cannot say that you love God and hate your brother or treat your brother despitefully. That's the message that he's getting. Because love is the greatest connection. And if we're going to be people who are modeling our lives after Jesus Christ and we're going to be following after God and faithfully in his footsteps, I need to be considering your needs ahead of my own and you need to be considering my needs ahead of your own. That's agape love. That's sacrificial love. This is the song that we sing. And you'll notice that it's going to get a little bit more complicated as we go along because the normal musical score has two uh, staves, staves, uh, musical staff. This one, by the end, is going to have four because there are four different parts that are all singing at the same time. And because I'm so nice, I've color-coded them for you. So, Altos, this is going to be your color. Jackson, is that blue? It's blue. All right. (laughs) This is the alto part. Sing it with me, please, if you've got it. And just I want you to hear the part, and gentlemen, you're welcome to sing along, but this is by and large the alto part, the part that uh, is the lower uh, of um, the ladies, the soprano and alto part. Starts off like this. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love, God is love. You got it? What you have to feel in the three pattern, this is a three, four time, is that beat one very, very strongly because that's the part where if you feel it together, regardless of if you're singing the alto, tenor, bass, or soprano, we're all going to stay together and it's not going to end up like a train wreck. All right? That's a musical term, train wreck. Okay? Here we go. Sing it again, please. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not. What makes the greatest commands the greatest? It deals with, particularly, the greatest scope. The greatest scope. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7 especially, love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Is that type of love my default as a human being for how I'm going to treat others when times get tough? when difficulties are trying, when people begin to push my buttons and people begin to irritate me? Is agape love, sacrificial love, still the love that's going to put your needs ahead of my own? Is that going to be the way that I default in my operation uh, towards you? When you have somebody that's trying you, that's goading you, that's hurting you, 
The Bible says love is going to bear it. When you have somebody's going to speak or somebody is speaking or acting in a way that tries to hurt you or tries to um, um, undermine something you're doing, love is going to think the best about them and believe it. When you have somebody who you think is never going to change, when somebody, you think that there's somebody that's, that's, just a, that's just the way they are, love is going to hope for them to change. When you have somebody that just can't stand somebody the way that they treat you and speak to you and, uh, and treat you and uh, there's, there's trials that affect you, love is going to endure. Does that sound like you? Does that sound like me? The greatest scope is that even when times get difficult and people get difficult, the Bible says that love is going to be the default response, no matter how tough times get, to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, and endure all things. We add, secondly, the base part. And the text comes right from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. Bases, green. green. Thank you, Jackson. He's anticipating my needs. All right. The green is the base part. Again, altos, y'all are still blue. Right? Bases, this is your part. Altos, uh, sit and listen or you can sing along with us here. Uh, just the bass part, please. Love bears all things, believes all things. Love Start with the alto part. Bases, y'all can go ahead and sing underneath them. Here we go. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love, God is love. One more time. Love one another. two parts down. we got two to go. I'll appreciate this song for so many reasons, but if you're unsure of your voice, 
this is a great song to sing on from a musical standpoint, particularly because it has a whole lot of really open vowels. La bears hall. And if you can open up your mouth, church, and sing, and just give that, uh, that room for all of that wonderful sound to come out, the church is going to be edified, and we're going to be built up just that much more. Just a thought. What makes love the greatest command? What makes it about, um, about God and about our relationship with him is that it has to do with the greatest nature. What's the greatest thing that you can say about somebody else? What's the greatest thing you can say about, well, they're a good person. Well, they're, they're giving. Well, they're, they're, they're very kind. Well, they're, they're somebody that you can always rely on. They're somebody you can always trust. Well, there's somebody that, uh, that, you never, that you never have to worry that they're going to be where they say they're going to be. You know that they're reliable. All of those qualities can be wrapped up into this singular quality of love. And is it any wonder then that John, again, in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, talks about God in terms of that nature? Friends, we are going to become like the God we worship. That is a truth that's revealed all throughout Scripture, that we're, whatever it is that we idolize, whatever it is that we put up on a pedestal, we're ultimately going to become like that. And when we talk about God being love, we're not just talking about God doing loving things. We're not just talking about God saying God loves or God does things that are, that are loving in nature, but rather what we're talking about is the very essence and the very nature of the God that we serve. It flows from his very character. From the downbeat of creation, as God spoke the world into existence, all of those things that he did were loving. When he gave that very first commandment for the man not to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that was a loving thing to do. And when he cast man out of the garden, that was a loving thing to do. To realize that he has always had your best interest at heart, even so much so that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God giving his son to you is him putting your needs ahead of his own. God doesn't need anything. God is self-sufficient. But God caring for you and caring for your needs, it's his very character, it's his very nature. When there's sometimes too little longing for heaven in our lives, perhaps it's because we're not loving Christ the way we ought to, too little looking at the one that we so want to be like. God is love. Tenors, the words are very, very easy on your part. God is love. You repeat that, I think, a total of eight times, maybe 16 times. But it adds a beautiful asset to what we're doing already. And we're starting yellow. <laughs> starting yellow. Tenors, this is your part. Ladies, feel free to sing along. Just the tenor part, please. God is love, 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 God is love. God is love, God is love, God is love. Pretty easy, I think, right? And again, from a musical standpoint, take a step back from the scriptural, or from the, uh, from the lesson that I'm teaching, if you can open those up, guys, 
those ahs, God is love, God is love, those will come out just that much stronger, right? Open your mouths. One more time, tenors. God is love, 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 God is love. All right, basses and altos, y'all remember your parts? All right, sit up nice and tall, please, and let's sing together. Uh, uh, Sorry, altos, love one another. Basses, love. Here we are. And love is all things believes all. done. Y'all are doing a great job. What makes love the greatest command? It has to do with love just being the greatest command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. For God is love, for God is love, God is love. Love is a quality and a characteristic that's never, are you listening? Love is a quality and a characteristic that will never say, I've given enough. I'm not going to show any more love. I've done enough. I've said enough. I've thought enough. I've sacrificed enough. Love doesn't ever do that. If love is a constant motive, then it's going to be consistently expressed in our words, in our thoughts, and in our actions. Jesus said, love is going to forgive without limits. Matthew chapter 18. Somebody that shows compassion and putting somebody else's needs ahead of their own, like that king did to that man that came to him and owed him 10,000 talents. He was moved with compassion. He was moved with love. Love is always going to put somebody else's needs, and love is always going to forgive as God has forgiven us. The Good Samaritan, the parable of that, uh, that, that man who had compassion on the man who was on the side of the road to Jericho, there in Luke chapter 10. And that Good Samaritan shows that love gives thoughtfully and sacrificially and even though God has already given us his son do you realize God is not done giving God is not done giving and aren't you grateful that it wasn't just him sending Jesus to the cross saying all right humanity that's it that's all you got but he still blesses and he still longs to bless and he still desires to continue to bless. In fact, Paul would write at the very end of a powerful, powerful chapter in the Bible, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, if he, how shall he who not with him also freely give us all things? And the context is that if he gave us Jesus Christ, God is not through loving us, even though he's already given the supreme expression of love by sending Jesus to die for us. This is the soprano part. Orange. 
orange, okay. I was worried he was going to say like chartreuse or something. Uh, the soprano part is the very, very top line. And again, notice that as we've added parts, your part is found somewhere else other than where it was before. Please don't be confused, but just follow the green line if you're on the bass, follow the yellow line if you're on tenor, blue line if you're alto, and orange if you're soprano. This is the soprano line. Uh, ladies, sing it with me, please. Gentlemen, y'all could sing it at two if you'd like. And in fact, this is the one that most often gets lost in this song. I had a young man at camp not too long ago say, Mr. Andy, I didn't even know that was a part. And so, sopranos, sing it out. Here is how it goes. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, all thy strength, all thy mind. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. For God is love, God is love, God is love. One more time, Sopranos. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, all thy strength, all thy mind. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, for God is love, God is love, God is love. Starting from the beginning, the way this works is we begin with the altos, the blue line. Altos, y'all are going to sing it through one time. Then basses, y'all are going to add on. Then tenors, you add. Then sopranos, y'all are last. I'll help you if you're uh, a little bit lost. Altos, let's start it off. Just the alto part, please. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love, God is love. Add the bases. Love bears all things, believes all things, love hopes all things, endures all things. We're at the tenders this time. Love Oh, hey. 
as it gets layered, isn't it? You don't want to just have one, somebody show you one aspect of love and that's it. But instead, as love gives and gives and gives and gives, and love is returned and returned and returned and returned, you will have one of the most unique and amazing things that the world has ever known because we're showing the nature of the God that we serve. Jesus said, by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Church, we have responsibility to love one another as we love our God. And I pray that you'll take that love with you throughout the rest of this week, throughout the rest of your lives. And remember that love gets more beautiful as it gets layered in all sincerity. We could sing 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I become as a sounding brass of the clanging cymbal. You can go on and talk about, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith as though I can move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. Maybe I can give my body to be burned. Maybe I could sell all my possessions to feed the poor, but if I have not love, it profits me nothing. Do you have that kind of love this evening? If not, if you need help rekindling that love, that's why we're here, is to encourage one another in the life that we ought to be living. Maybe there's somebody here who's never experienced that type of love. And the way that you experience it is you come to know the only Savior of mankind that we have, that is Jesus Christ. That you come through faith, repentance, baptism, you put him on, and you will be abiding in the love of God. And you'll have something unique, something that this world so badly needs. Something that you've never experienced before, a loving church family, and a walk like you've never had before. Maybe you need that this evening. We invite you to come as we sing our invitation song. 